Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is June 5th. Today is the first day of this week's Come Follow Me block, which is the entire book of Ruth and then 1 Samuel chapters 1 through 3. Such incredible books of scripture that we get to delve into. I fully recognize that I cut Samson short last week. We didn't study him as much as we probably should have, but sometimes Samson drives me a little bit crazy. Sometimes I just want to smack him upside the head and the way he talks to his parents and the choices that he makes. He kind of frustrates me a little bit. So I apologize that I cut him a little short, but I don't want to rob Peter to pay Paul this week because the books of Ruth and Samuel are phenomenal. So we're going to jump into that. But to start out the book of Ruth, I want to read a quote by President Monson about Ruth. If this quote doesn't make us want to study Ruth, I don't know what will. President Monson said, a model of ideal womanhood is Ruth. Sensing the grief-stricken heart of her mother-in-law, Naomi, who suffered the loss of each of her two fine sons, perhaps feeling the pains of despair and loneliness that plagued the very soul of Naomi, Ruth uttered what has become that classic statement of loyalty. Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whithersoever thou goest I will go, and where thou lodgest I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Ruth's actions demonstrated the sincerity of her words. Through Ruth's undeviating loyalty to Naomi, she was to marry Boaz, by which she, the foreigner and Moabite convert, became a great-grandmother of David, and therefore an ancestor of our Savior Jesus Christ. The book of Ruth is just such a beautiful story of conversion, loyalty, courage, determination, and just plain goodness. Ruth was a compassionate and loving human, and is honestly just so incredibly inspiring as we seek how we can best bless our families. We actually don't know who wrote the book of Ruth, and we don't really even know when it was written, but because the genealogy of David is given in the book of Ruth, we can conclude that it was probably written after David's time, or maybe even in Solomon's time, perhaps even during the Babylonian exile. So let's jump into the book of Ruth. Starting in verse one, it says, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Let's pause right there really quickly and appreciate what it means that they went to reside in Moab. Moab was not a covenant land. The people of Moab were not part of the children of Israel. And so it's significant that this man moves his wife and his two sons into this non-covenant land. We don't know exactly why he did it. They were believers. They were part of the children of Israel. But for some reason, they move into Moab. Verse 2, And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malone and Chilion. Then in verse 3, it says, And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left, and her two sons. Now, this is important to note, because in that culture, if a woman became a widow and had sons, it then became the charge of those sons to take care of their mother, to provide for them physically, to make sure that their needs were met. And so here, Naomi's husband dies, 
And she's got these two sons who now have the charge to take care of her. Verse 4 says, And they took them wives of the women of Moab, and the name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. Now I want to pause here really quick to just kind of define these names that we've seen. Naomi is the mother-in-law, and her name means pleasant. Orpah is the daughter-in-law, and her name means skittish. And then we have Ruth, and Ruth's name means a compassionate friend. Keep those names in mind and what they mean as we go throughout the rest of this story and see how they live up to the names that they were given, pleasantness, skittish, and compassionate friend. Now, I think that it's really important that we also recognize that these women were from Moab, meaning they weren't from the children of Israel. We don't know about Orpah. We don't know if she converted to the covenant or not. But the interesting thing about Ruth is that later on in the book of Ruth, she's described as Moabitish. I always thought that was such an interesting way to describe someone. But what's fascinating is the only other times in the scriptures where we see that definition, where someone calls someone by their descent and then adds the ish, is with Abish in the Book of Mormon. She is described as a Lamanite-ish woman. The interesting thing about that is that Abish was a Lamanite by descent, but not by belief. She had been converted even though she was a Lamanite. And so here, when Ruth is being described as a Moabitish woman, and also based on things that Ruth is going to say, we can know that she had converted to the covenant, that she may have been Moabite by birth or by descendancy, but she was not Moabite by religion. She believed in the God of Israel and she had made covenants with him. We go on in the book of Ruth to find out that now Naomi's sons are going to pass away. So the two people who now had the responsibility of taking care of Naomi, making sure that she was taken care of and fed, are now gone. And her daughters-in-law have no obligation to stay and to help her. That wasn't part of the law. And so she goes to them and look at what she says. Verse 8, it says, And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. And the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Now that sounds a little bit weird, but in that time, in that culture, if a woman's husband were to die it would be right or within the law for her to marry her deceased husband's brother. And so Naomi is saying, look, I'm not going to have any more sons for you to marry. There's nothing for you with me. You should go and remarry and find happiness someplace else. What I love about Naomi here is that she's so incredibly self-sacrificing. She's willing to sacrifice her family, the only family that she has left, and her security for Ruth and Orpah's happiness. 
She desires their happiness more than her own. And in that, she shows an incredibly Christ-like example. And even though she was their mother-in-law, she shows true motherly love to Orpah and Ruth. She wanted them to find joy and to find family at the risk of losing her own. Elder Burke Peterson said, A selfless person is one who is more concerned about the happiness and well-being of another than about his or her own convenience or comfort. One who is willing to serve another when it is neither sought for nor appreciated, or one who is willing to serve even those whom he or she dislikes. A selfless person displays a willingness to sacrifice, a willingness to purge from his or her mind and heart personal wants and needs and feelings. Instead of reaching for and requiring praise and recognition for himself or gratification of his or her own wants, the selfless person will meet these very human needs for others. My friends, I love the example of Naomi and how selfless and Christ-like she is. Tomorrow we'll talk more about Ruth and her response and the selfless goodness that we see in her. I absolutely love this book of scripture. It's one of two that is named after a woman. And I find it so beautiful that the very center characteristic of the book is selflessness and kindness and goodness. Characteristics that are so center in the life of a Christ-like woman. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.